Carlos Wynn and Mary Alice, uh, we're reading through the One Year Bible like we always do, and we've come upon a topic that is kind of a heavy topic for Noah's window, but at the same time, it's a very timely topic, and that is the subject of judgment. Yes. Because we see typically two very contrasting models in our culture today. On the one hand, you see people that are living lifestyles of sin, and if someone ask them to think about what they're doing that might be wrong. It's don't judge me. You're mm -hmm. judging. And, and you even hear silly things like, my God doesn't judge. Well, the problem with that statement is the my at the beginning because mm -hmm. none of us owns God. God is God. So that's one model. It's I can't be judged. No one should ever judge me. And then there's the other model where Christians read about the judgment in the Bible and they're so terrified that somehow God is going to call us to account for everything that we've ever done wrong. I've actually heard sermons when I was a kid that said that, you know, when you get to heaven uh, in the judgment, God's going to put your whole life on the screen, every thought, you know. And, and so we need to go to the Bible to find out what the Bible has to say, because these cultural these cultural messages, are, they don't have any equity in heaven, right? Right. I mean, so I want to go to a very interesting place to talk about judgment. And that's in First John, uh, excuse me, that's in the Gospel of John chapter 3, right after John 3.16. We all know what John 3.16 says. God loves the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So we have perhaps the clearest verse in the Bible about redemption and grace and forgiveness of sins. But immediately after that, in verses 18 through 21, Jesus begins to talk to Nicodemus about judgment. Mm -hmm. And so I want you, to, I want to read this whole clip, and then I'd like for us to go back and look at the individual statements in here. But notice how many times some form of the word judge is used. So let's begin in verse 18. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love darkness more than the light for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. And then the Bible goes on in verse 21 that said, to say those who who do what is right. They want to come to the light. They want God to look at their lives so that they can be closer to God. So let's go back to this statement. First of all, this is for people who accept Christ. Mm -hmm. The Bible says there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. And the reason that is, is because Jesus took our judgment when he died on the cross. That's so true. So, you know, I think people get so confused when we talk about judging or when they, they like to quote that one verse that says, judge not lest you be judged. None of us can play the role of God in someone right. else's life. That's what the Bible's talking about there. It's not, you can't say what's right and what's wrong based on what the scripture well, teaches and us. And we also can't say what's, what's going to happen to someone. You know, right. if some if somebody wanted to judge Paul before he was saved, they would have said, this man's going to burn in hell. Right. They didn't know that man was going to write 13 of the 27. They didn't know what, what work God was right. going to do. So in, in that sense, we can't judge and say, well, this is what's going to happen. We can't put our place ourselves in the place of the Lord. But when someone tells us that we can't say what God has said, in other words, if someone says right. we can't advance the judgments God's already made, that's not true. No, and, and that's not at all. It's just misapplying uh, what the Scripture is saying there. Well, I, I stated it clumsily at the beginning of this 
Noah's window, but really what I see here is that oftentimes the people who have no judgment against them worry that they're going to mm -hmm. be judged. And you've got people that are in great sin and rejection of Jesus who say, I'm not going to be judged. And it's mm -hmm. just so backward. Well, if, uh, I think everything goes back to the heart and that goes back to why we can't see someone's heart. That's right. So we know when you know you always say start with what you know for sure what we know for sure is when jesus died on the cross he died to pay for our sins so he took our judgment mm -hmm. on the cross but in receiving that deliverance from that judgment we have to put our faith and trust in him as our savior and once we've done that it's not that it's not that we have this free license to go do whatever we don't need to worry about it but what we our heart has changed at that point because we realize this great sacrifice that he made in order for us not to take that judgment on ourselves. And so we want to follow him and, and uh, obey him. And for those that would live in fear at that point, that's what you're talking about. The people that have accepted Jesus as their Savior, and yet they're still so fearful mm -hmm. of uh, you know displeasing him. Frankly, I haven't met a lot of those people. Not, not these days. <laughs> not these days. But um, the the flip side is, is the more weighted uh, popular concept in our culture. Right well, now. I think you're taking us exactly where we need to go because oftentimes we think about people standing before God being judged for all the wicked things that they do and they are wicked and, and according to this text, if a person doesn't believe in Christ, they'll be judged. But notice that the, the, the primary evidence against them is not that these people have done sins, which all of us have. The Bible says the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. And then the Bible goes on to, to say that they will be judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. So ultimately, the thing that will separate somebody eternally from God is not that they've committed sins, which again, all of us have. Mm -hmm. The ultimate the ultimate sin is the rejection of Jesus or unbelief to, yeah. to reject Jesus is, is the sin that will separate us from him because we've rejected him yeah. he, you know he opened his arms and invited us and if we say no then we must be going some other place because um, right. he is the only savior well I think for all of us today wherever wherever the scripture finds us I think we ought to just celebrate the reality that as you pointed out at the beginning of this Noah's window that Jesus took our judgment. Yes. He took our judgment on him. And, you know, someone will say, well, wait, wait a minute, Mark. I, I've heard that we're going to stand before the Lord as Christ followers and be judged. And what we're talking about here, we'll have maybe time to talk about it sometime in a, in a sermon. But we're talking about the, um, well, the, the Greek word for it is the Bema seat. And, and the Bema seat was uh, known by the people in the first century when there were, uh, athletic events. There was an awards award ceremony, ceremony. And, and really, we have we have a, uh, an iteration of that even in our times because in the Olympics, you know, mm -hmm. there there are those the people that yeah the they'll the stand and receive the medals. Yes. So I really believe that that's going to happen right after the rapture. I believe there will be uh, the bema seat where we will receive our rewards for things that are done in our body. But I do not believe, from what I read in the Bible, that we will be judged for our sins because that's been taken care of with Christ on the cross. But for the unbeliever, for the um, person who's rebelled against and rejected Jesus, there is a judgment. It's much later. Right. It's called the great white throne judgment, right. but unbelievers will not be at this Bema seat right. because this it's is for people, yeah, these so are people, people who've been raptured out. These are and I'm sure you'll be talking about that in the Revelation. Probably will as we get, we get, we get to 
especially toward the end of the book of the Revelation. Because I do think people get confused if you read at the end of Revelation. It talks mm -hmm. about the great white throne judgment. It talks about the people that are standing there, the books are open, and they are judged on their works. And that's because they rejected Jesus. That's right. So it's really important to have a distinction between those two Well, I, I, everybody at this beam of seat judgment that happens at the they're beginning, they're, everybody there is saved. Yeah. Everybody at the great white throne is lost. Yes. It's just so that the great throne judgment will happen so that if anyone stands before the Lord and says, I don't deserve to go to hell, then the Lord's going to open the books and say, okay, here's, here's your life. But for anyone who's accepted Christ, we don't have to fear that right? because our sins have been taken care of. Which goes back to where we started because the, those of us who are Christians, and like you said, in this culture, we hear this all the time. Don't judge, don't judge. Um, but God is the judge. That's right. And God does judge. So um, we are not God. So that's the admonition against us is don't play God. But God is the judge. Well, you know, the truth is I have to confront myself all the time. Right. You know what I mean? I have to confront myself with wrong attitudes or wrong thinking or whatever. And I don't confront myself because I'm the judge and I'm determined that I've done something wrong. I confront myself because I read in the Bible that my attitude is wrong and I want to be aligned with the Lord. In fact, I was just reading. In First Corinthians, where the Bible says if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged yeah, of God. Yeah. You know, and so this is a it's it's a big subject, and unfortunately, it's a subject where I think a lot of people are really right. mistaken, they're, they're confused because yes. there are people that feel like, well, no one should ever tell me I'm wrong because you right. shouldn't judge. And on the other hand, there are Christ followers that are like terrified mm -hmm. that the Lord is going to hold us to account for everything that we've done wrong. And both of those. Wrong concepts need to come into line with what the Word of God teaches. Right. Wow. Well, that's a heavy subject. Yes, it is. But it's an important one. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you read through the Bible, verse by verse, and chapter well, by chapter. Well, I had two. I had two comments and questions in my queue, really relating to that, even just this week. So yeah. it's it's something that people are asking because they're hearing this put out all the time. Don't judge. Don't judge. Don't judge. And God isn't gonna. God thinks that everything I'm doing is okay. I hear that a lot. Oh gosh. Well, it's scary, and it's just mm -hmm. part of our times. But isn't it great that we have the scriptures? Yes. Uh, and that's one of the things I love about Noah's window. It gives us a chance every morning to just go to some place in the scriptures and let God speak to all of our hearts. Right. Well, speaking of that, would you pray for us, Mary? Yes, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the privilege of just having your word that we can read and study for ourselves. And I just pray that you would bring comfort to the hearts of those who might be fearful about um, their position in you, Father. And I just pray for those that are mistaken because they've been led astray and, and uh, believing that it doesn't matter how they live. I just pray that you bring clarity, that your Holy Spirit would come into hearts and open the eyes of those who've been deceived and help them to know who Jesus is and what he's done for them and that he has borne their judgment on the cross. I just pray for our Noah's Window family, for each individual and each family. I pray that you bless them in a special way today, most of all that they would know your presence. Please draw them close, guide their steps, provide for them whatever is the need that they have today. And we'll be careful to give you the glory and the praise. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mary Allison. Thank you for joining us on Noah's Window. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. See God you soon. Bless.